whether or not you really had any reason for existence, or that there was actually something special for you to do on this earth. As my Father speaks today, our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will touch your heart and that you will realize the reason for being here on this earth. My Father, H.M.S. Richard, is speaking now on the subject, God's Eternal Purpose. Just before the message today, may I introduce my youngest son, Jan. He's entering his senior year in La Sierra College. Jan, will you tell our radio friend just what is your life's ambition? Yes, I'm trying to follow in your footsteps, but I've found them rather large steps. In a few years, I want to take my place with you and my brothers in the ministry. Well, now, uh, what makes you think you'll enjoy being a preacher? Well, Dad, the course they give us at La Sierra is pretty tough, but I like doing research and the liberal arts subjects are most interesting. I'm sure our library at home has helped me to appreciate this. Then in school, we have radio training available and of taking speaking assignments in the local churches and youth groups. I preached my first full-length sermon last month. Remember? I enjoy speaking. Yes, I do remember it, and we're all happy. Thank you, Jan, for that testimony. As a father, I thank God for the sincere interest my sons are taking in full-time Christian work. And now we come to today's message, God's Eternal Purpose. People are important. Never get the idea that you do not amount to anything. God created people. 
Do you think he would have created people if they were not important? But that's not all. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you think Christ would have given up his heavenly glory and come to this world as a babe in the manger, lived as a man among men, given his life in our place on the cross as our atoning sacrifice, if we were not important? Don't forget the song of the angels at the birth of Christ, peace on earth, they said, and goodwill toward men. And that's what God thinks of men. Some people look out upon the vast and measureless ocean of star-thronged space as revealed to us by modern science and realize that this earth is a mere speck in what seems to be an endless universe. Therefore, they say that man is but a tiny mote on this dot of a world. As gnats are to men, so must men be to God, says one writer. A modern astronomer puts it this way, Here we are in this holy, fantastic universe with scarcely a clue as to whether our existence has any real significance. But the greatness of the universe really ought to inspire us with an enlarged view of the greatness of God. Without God, truly man is nothing. With God, he's vastly important. Listen to these words of inspiration. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Jeremiah 31, 3. God had people in his mind when he created this world. That shows how important people are. People, you and I, had a part in God's eternal purpose. Let's read the words of the Holy Apostle in Ephesians 3.10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. This eternal purpose involved people, and it definitely was in God's mind before the earth itself was made. In Ephesians 1, 3, we find that it was made before the foundation of the world, that he predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. God's wonderful plans are fulfilled through Christ. His eternal purpose was proposed in Christ. Notice, we are chosen in him, that is, in Christ, before the foundation of the world. It was all in God's purpose. Therefore, it's God's plan that we should be holy, to be like Christ. The Scripture is plain on that. Every individual born into this world has a wonderful prospect of eternal life stretching before him. Whether or not he will accept it is left entirely up to each one. A leading university president tells of being in northern Canada one spring when the frost was breaking up. The roads were almost impassable. At one crossroad, he saw this sign. Take care of which rut you choose. You'll be in it for the next 25 miles. And our choice will decide not only the ruts of this life, but the roads of eternity. In the beginning, God commanded man to replenish or fill the earth. That's what the word means. It would take a definite number to accomplish this. That was God's plan. But sin entered, and death with it. Since some would choose the wrong way, it was necessary that many should be born who would not inherit the promised kingdom. I will greatly multiply thy conception, was God's statement to the mother of the race, as found in Genesis 3.16. Yet in spite of this fact, God has found some in every generation who would accept his offer of mercy. There are some who will. There is a remnant that will follow God. The number will be made up at last to inherit the kingdom prepared for them from the foundation of the world, Matthew 25.34. Someday the promised kingdom of his righteousness will be established. Then, friends, God's children will be gathered together for the first time from all the ages and from all the lands. People not important? Never say it again. Think of it. Not only in his eternal purpose did God plan for people, but he planned for them to be redeemed 
While we were the enemies of God, we were reconciled to Him. Yes, to be saved and redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. 1 Peter 1, 18-20. Some time ago, when Mrs. Richards and I were visiting the mission field of Nigeria, we saw places where slaves had been sold in the old days. Many years ago, a company of slaves were sold by auction in the marketplace in Nigeria. A poor little boy was placed in the auction block, such a miserable-looking creature, the slave buyers laughed at any suggestion to buy him. Finally, he was bought for one roll of tobacco. He was led down through those dreary jungles to the coast, put in the hold of a ship bound for America. But the ship was captured by the British, who took all the slaves to Freetown and set them at liberty. Some kind missionaries took the little boy and gave him a home. Years later, in St. Paul's Cathedral in London, in the presence of many of the great of this earth, that little boy, now a man, was consecrated as first bishop of Nigeria. That little boy who was sold for a roll of tobacco became Bishop Samuel Crowther, who did such a wonderful work for God in his homeland. Never underestimate the value of a human being in the sight of God, whether he's white or black, red, yellow, or brown. God loves him, and he is of infinite worth in God's eternal purpose. There was a pharaoh of Egypt who tried to stop God's plan to bring his people out of bondage. Of him it is written in Romans 9:17, For the Scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. This shows that even those who oppose God and attempt to stop his work are, in spite of their rebellion, overruled to the glory of God. The Lord certainly gave Pharaoh enough evidence to strengthen his faith, but he turned it down. He rejected it. And many people are like that today. Suppose you bring an alarm clock into your bedroom and set it up for a certain time, but you don't respond to it. After a few mornings, it can ring without your hearing it at all. Don't be like that. Was the gospel responsible, my friends, for the condition of Pharaoh? No. Pharaoh might have obeyed God and been saved, but he chose not to. His opposition, however, was overruled for Israel's good and blessing. Remember this, God's eternal plan will be carried out. His plan which shows the infinite value of every human being. God says, Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Revelation twenty-two seventeen. And in 2 Peter 3, 9, we're told that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As some people consider it, he's just long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. That's why he tarries, and that's what he desires, that we should come to repentance. It's plainly written in 1 Timothy 2, 4, that God will have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. The Apostle Paul also declared that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, Titus 2, 11. To everyone is given grace, Ephesians 4, 7. And notice that we are, we are told in Ephesians 2, 2, 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that's the gift of God. There's no respect of persons with God, Romans 2.11. So, friends, there's an opportunity for every one of us. What excuse have we? God's eternal purpose will be fulfilled at last. It's our privilege to have a part in it. It's offered to every person. That's why it's so important being born a human being. My friends, you face an eternal destiny. It is tremendously important that you make the right decision, that I make it. What more could God do for us? And he has done. Say unto him, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? 
Ezekiel 33:11. God gives us everything. He lightens every man. He gives faith to everyone. He gives repentance and forgiveness of sin to all, all who will have it. He gave Christ for all, that all might not perish. It's a gift. It's all free. It's God's eternal purpose that righteousness will finally be established in this earth. Yes, it will be. And my friends, it will be for you if you receive it. One of our greatest modern preachers once said, He who chooses the beginning of the road chooses the place it leads to. Will you not permit God's eternal purpose to be fulfilled in you? There's no doubt about his having chosen you. But radio friend, have you chosen Christ? If not, why not do it now? For you're really in the heart of Jesus, in his heart of love. Thank you. 
sing through. 